Hi, this is Craig Valentine, host of Early to Rise Radio. Have you ever wanted to become wealthier, healthier, wiser, or just have more time to appreciate the finer things in life? On this show, we reveal what high performers are doing every day to be more successful without sacrificing their personal lives. Early to Rise Radio is sponsored by The Perfect Day Formula. Get your free copy of this game-changing success guide at freeperfectdaybook.com. Now let's get started with today's show. If you're a solopreneur stuck at six figures, then you're going to love today's show where we give you seven-figure CEO mastery, the skill set that you need to finally scale. Hi, my name is Craig Valentine from Early to Rise Radio, and today what you'll learn is how to ADE, use that formula to scale. You're going to be shown how to go through the entrepreneur evolution and come out with high-income skills that are going to make you that seven figures. And we're also going to show you the million-dollar meeting rhythm. Now, that's not a picture of me, but that is a picture of a client of mine. And he went through this evolution of an entrepreneur. He was going through the battle of being a boss and a leader. I gave him the high-income skill CEO evolution and, again, that ETR rhythm for being a millionaire. Now, his name is Charlie Johnson. He's a CEO of a couple of companies in Dubai. Now, he was running what I call a seven-figure gong show. So not only he wasn't just hitting six figures, he was hitting seven figures, but he was super stressed. He didn't have a meeting rhythm. And because of that, um, this is a Dan Kennedy saying, the inmates were running the asylum. He was also using five words that were killing him, which I'll share with you in a second. Now, let's backtrack a bit. If you are a business owner, but you can't walk away from your business for four weeks and still maintain the profits in your business, then you do not own a business. You have a J-O-B, a job, and the business owns you. You don't own the business. The business owns you. Now, the seven-figure CEO mastery skills will change that. They will set it up so that you can run a million-dollar-plus business in 35 hours a week or less. I'm going to give that to you in a second. But first, we go to the five words that Charlie was saying. I will do it myself. I will do it myself. And listen, every solopreneur starts off in that situation where we will do it ourselves, right? Oh, man, somebody's not doing this right. I'll just do it myself. It'll take me way too long to train somebody. I'll just do it myself. There's no way that anybody will be able to do this anywhere near as good as me. And I will do it myself. I got to do all the sales. I got to do all the delivery. You know, people only want me. So I will do it all myself. I've seen this in everything from the real estate industry to the gym owners that we've coached. I've seen it in the plumbing industry. I've Help somebody scale up to a $10 million a year plumbing in uh, business. I've seen it in publishing, I've, like is basically what I'm in. And we see it all the time. And it's everything from, I will do the customer service myself. I will do the sales myself. I will run the Facebook ads myself. I will write all of the content myself. I will write my books myself. And I'll tell you, I used to be like that. And I no longer do any of those things myself. Not even writing my best-selling books, I do not do myself anymore. So we're going to help you get through that. So after a few weeks of working with Charlie, he just said, you've given me the system structure and leadership skills to scale. We've nearly doubled one of my businesses in just 60 days of working with you, and I have much less stress. And remember, this is a guy who came in doing multiple seven figures. So imagine what we can do for you on this little session here. 
free podcast. going to be amazing. You're going to get a crazy ROI from it. You know, imagine what we can do for you, for you if you're at that six-figure level. So here we go. Let's go through the entrepreneur evolution. Really, you start off uh, the CEO of Do It Yourself Inc., right, as the solo entrepreneur. So I was a personal trainer. I was running my personal training business. I was the CEO of it. Now, <laughs> I always laugh when I see a personal trainer say they're the CEO because if you're a solopreneur, you're not really a CEO. You have no other officers, so you can't be the chief of the officers. But that's where we all start off. And then I became the solopreneur in the online marketing world with my turbulence training program, which I built to seven figures with just an assistant and a webmaster. I had a webmaster too, but I was doing the customer service and you know, it was a, it was a bit of a nightmare. Now, after the solopreneur, you get some education. And you come into your solopreneur world with your technical education. So I came in with a Bachelor of Kinesiology, but I didn't have any education related to hiring, managing, or leading people. And it doesn't matter, even if you have a business degree, do you really get information on hiring, managing, or leading? Not really. Not really. You get built for the corporate world, but not for the entrepreneur world. Now, the solution in the entrepreneur evolution is this cutesy little saying that Jim Collins put out. And it's 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 the right saying, but it's so cutesy when people just say, that all you need to do is put the right people in the right seats on the right bus. Like, how cute is that? As if it's just that easy that that your business is just a little bus and you just come up to the bus stop and you, you go, no, you look like you should be sitting in the back seat and you should be sitting in the front seat and you, you just go sit in the middle. And okay, now my business is just going to crush it. Just put the right people in the right seats on the right. Like, come on, that is, that is the solution, but it is not that easy. So, so I kind of, you know, kind of contraind- uh, con- contradicting myself here because I'm making fun of it, but it is truly the right solution. It's just not as easy as, you know, some of these, you know, guys who write books about it or make videos about it, putting the right people in the right seats on the right bus takes a lot of work. Now, the problems are, who are these people to find? Where do we find them? How do we find the right one? And how do we lead and keep them? And that's probably the most important at the end, because, you know, if you spend three months 10 hours a week trying to find somebody, find somebody, and then they leave after three weeks. Oh man, you have lost a lot of time and, and built a lot of frustration. <clears throat> now, another thing that the entrepreneur goes through is they have this struggle that they, they, you know, especially if they grew up and they're from my age, you know, in the 80s and 90s and even the early 2000s, you wanted to be the boss, you know, and then it was with social media, it became the boss babe. And boss is actually not a great word. It is a four-letter word that, that I avoid using in my business. Because if you think about boss, you know, the only the only good boss is boss baby. Uh, that's a great cartoon. And we call our, our girl Isabella. She's the boss baby because you know, she actually looks like boss baby from the cartoon. But otherwise, boss is a fear-inducing, scarcity-minded, top-down order giver. They're a talker. They're not a listener. And everybody thinks of bad bosses, you know, the a-hole boss and all that sort of thing. And like, man, what's your worst boss you ever had? No, there's, there's not a lot of like, oh, I love my boss kind of chatter out there. Now, what there is, though, is a lot of chatter about great leaders. We all want great leaders. We want great leaders in our Boy Scout troops and our sports and our schools and and our Girl Scout troops and, uh, you know, all the things that are out there. Obviously, I'm using some antiquated uh, 
you know, groups that still exist, but, you know, there's fewer people in them, but certainly in sports and, and plays and all that sort of stuff, the things that are up there, you want leaders in the company, you want leaders, you know, if you're in MLM, you want great leaders. If you are in a corporate business, you want a great leader. If you are in a political party, you want a great leader, you want leaders and leaders are open. They are abundant minded. They are servant leaders, which means if you have an org chart, the leader in a servant leader organization is at the bottom, not at the top, top down like a boss, but at the bottom. They are active listeners. They are deferrers and delegators, and they are eliminators. Eliminators of problems and eliminators of doing things that are not effective. So Steve Jobs has a you know a bit of a reputation, had a bit of a bad reputation as being a bad boss. Um, you know, he was temperamental is, you know, and I won't make excuses for him, but he did have a great quote. And this is, I think, a leadership quote. And he said, it doesn't make sense to hire smart people and tell them what to do. So it doesn't make sense to hire smart people into your business and be a boss. We hire smart people. So they tell us what to do. And if you have run a business and been in a situation where you hire a great person, it is just so rewarding because they come to you with great ideas and you're like, whoa, I never thought of that. Um, I, have a, I have a few. I have a guy named Daniel Woodrum. He's the head coach of our program. And Daniel has way better ideas for coaching than I do. So he's a better coach. Uh, he might not have all, all the information, all the connections that I have, which I can you know leverage into results for people pretty quickly. But his coaching ability is so much better. His understanding of what people need in a coaching community is so much better than mine. It's absolutely amazing. Linda, my assistant, um, she does a, a great amount of operations in her business. She's absolutely amazing. And we have some people on our marketing side of our business that come to us and tell us what to do. And that's what you're looking for. That's the right person to put on your bus. Now, back to kind of the solopreneur part. And I was, you know, so if you're the solopreneur, you're coming in, you you figured out a way to make money. And I talk about high income skills as something necessary for the entrepreneur in general, but also for the CEO. And copywriting is, you know, not what you would think of as a CEO skill, but it's a high income CEO skill because copywriting is simply salesmanship in print or really persuasion in print. So whether you're writing a book, whether you're writing a tweet, whether you're writing an email to your company, whether you're writing a um, positive letter or a reprimand letter, there's copywriting. Like there's copywriting in all of this because you're trying to persuade somebody to either understand that they need to improve their performance with the reprimand letter, or you're sent, you're writing a tweet about your company and it needs to be copywriting. And it needs to have copywriting in it, like persuading the and providing emotion to the person that's reading it. And so most CEOs will never think that copywriting is a skill that they need to have, but it absolutely is. Even in this world of video and speaking, every single person writes something. And it can't be this AI generated, you know, boring, plain as toast type of writing. No, it needs to be written with emotion, needs to hook people in the hook, you know, the hook of your first line in your video, which is often scripted, which means you have to write it. The first line of a subject, the first line of your book, the title of your book, all of that is copywriting. And you need those things to advance your company. You also need to be writing or preparing remarks to your company team members on a regular basis. You need to be creating your vision for your company. And all of that includes copywriting. And I think it's actually the first high income skill that a CEO needs to have. The second high income skill is you need to be able to sell and persuade. 
And selling and persuading is everything from copywriting to speaking in front of the group and persuading people one-on-one, selling somebody on their, on, uh, you know, when you're hiring somebody, you have to sell somebody on working for you. Because if they're a really, really great person, they probably have three or four other job opportunities and you have to sell them on your company. You have to persuade them. So salesmanship equals persuasion. Selling is persuasion. Selling, copywriting is sales in print format. That's what this stuff is. Now you, you, so you need to be a great salesperson, selling your company, selling your products, selling your vision, selling uh, the future to other people, selling, selling a underperforming team member on their need to step up on their desire that it's best for them. Selling that person is a sales job, like it or not. Then third is speaking. Now, whether it's speaking on a YouTube video, Instagram video, whether it's speaking on stage, whether it's speaking at the you know annual company Christmas party, whether it's speaking to the sales team, whether it's speaking to your customer service team, you need to be able to speak well. And speaking is a combination of copywriting and sales, but in the verbal format. So you need to be able to do that. And then fourth is leadership. You need to be able to lift other people up. You need to be able to lead them to play at a higher level. You need to be able to put the right people in the right seats on the right bus. And you need to drive that bus as the leader. And you need to be able to give people the opportunity. You need to be able to listen and not shout people down because that's a being a boss. So you need leadership. So when you have copywriting, sales, speaking, and leadership, you can really become a great leader in your business, a really great CEO and step it up from six figures in profit to seven figures in profit and more. So just as a summary, you must start here to hit six figures with copywriting it often so that you can sell through print and then you scale it uh, for seven figures. At some point in your business, the salesmanship, the, the copywriting where you are putting out ads and you're putting out news email newsletters, you will delegate that. So I don't write our email newsletters. I don't write our Facebook ads. I don't write even the books, the perfect week formula. I didn't write. I gave the information to somebody to go and write. I taught them how to write my voice. Now I do write a lot of my scripts. I wrote most of this PowerPoint, but you can delegate most of that. And you're going to be able to even use apps like tome.app, T-O-M-E.app to make presentations like this in the future. It's an AI. You're going to be able to use chat GPT, but you'll need to ask the right questions to get it to spit out the right information. Sales, you must attempt it. You must improve in it. You must spar in it. And sparring is working with a coach or um, we have a friend, a client named Joe Marcu. He does sales objection training. It's very, very helpful. Helps you persuade better. You need to refine it. And then you need to delegate sales to a hungry person. So you delegate. So you become good at it. Then you delegate to somebody who's got the hunger to become better at it than you or is better at it than you. Same with sales. Then speaking. This is the next evolution. You'll forever be stuck without your ability to articulate and communicate. Hopefully, I'm doing my job right here. And then leadership is the key from going from that six-figure gong show to the seven-figure CEO. So there you go. That's a high income skill evolution that you need after you have your entrepreneur evolution. And what this does is it allows you, these are Dan Kennedy's words. It allows you to concentrate on attracting higher value avatar customers in your business, whether you're a company selling to corporations or whether you're an individual selling to high ticket earners, you need to be attracting the right people. And you're going to do that with copywriting and sales persuasion. You need to stop caring about the reactions of people that are not your customers. 
That's a tough one for a lot of people, but you need to do that. And then you need to continue with those higher price strategies, which are aided by changing your mindset about price, profit, wealth, and also improving those four high income skills. So the solution to all of this is CEO mastery. Now, the steps to CEO mastery go like this. It's kind of like, you know, you start at the top 30,000 foot and then you narrow it down. That's what we're going to do in the remaining part of this presentation. We're going to talk about your vision. So you must create a vision for the company. And we focus when we're working with people in our one day workshops, we start with a three to five year vision that's both personal and professional, because we want to know what your life is going to look like, because we don't want your life to be consumed by your business. Remember, I say, I, I believe that you can run a seven figure business in 35 hours a week or less. That's incredible. Because most people probably who are doing six figures are at the 50 to 60 hours per week mark. So we're cutting your hours in half and doubling your income. And that's what we aim to do. So you create the vision, then you communicate the vision, and then it gives you daily direction. So I often say that your values and vision drive every decision. So your values and vision, your values are what really matters to you for your health, wealth, your family, and your personal relationships. And then your vision is, here's what my life is going to look like. And then that dictates every daily decision. So it dictates what you eat for breakfast, dictates if you exercise, it dictates how much time you give to your children. It dictates whether or not you make time to read the Bible, if that's something that's important to you. Your values and vision drive every daily decision. And when you have that in place, it's easy to make the right decision daily. And those compound over time. So we do a lot of bigger thinking. We do a three-year vision, a one-year vision, which gives us kind of like a business blueprint. And then we break that down into uh, smaller stuff that we'll talk about in a second. But what I do with my coaching clients in our CEO mastery sessions is we do a lot of year in review, right? It's very important. Uh, hopefully you're listening to this at the start of the year and you can look back on last year and we look for big wins, right? I, I start every coaching session with somebody talking about wins because if if they come into the coaching session it's like man they got their butt whooped last week i don't want to start there i want to start with what were the big wins what did you win at last week what did you win at last year and then what were the lessons in those wins okay are we doing can we do more of the things that brought us winning that's what we want to do first now we go to the lessons not the losses but the lessons so you win or learn you don't win or lose you win or learn and we go and we look at what are the tough things that happened last year and what are the lessons that we can take? Oftentimes, it's going to be you need to move faster. So I had a client who was ready to um, part ways with a team member. And then the team member surprised them with this announcement that would have made it um, not illegal because we did talk to a... Um, an employment lawyer, but we talked to him, but th this person said something that in today's environment would have made it look really bad for, for my client to part ways with that individual after learning this information, even though we were parting ways with them because of their job performance. And so if they had just been a week earlier, they just waited. They knew they should have parted ways with this person for over a month. If they would have been a week earlier, they wouldn't have gotten themselves in this situation. So you got to be faster. That's probably what you're going to find. That's going to be your big lesson. You got to lean into difficult conversations. You got to ask more difficult questions and you need to do it faster. You need to cut the bad projects faster that are bleeding your company money. There's a few personal exercises that we do, including the love and loathe exercise. So this is from my friend, Vern Harnish, a mentor of mine in the Scaling Up program. And he says, just make a list. Make a list of all the things that you love doing, and then make a list of the things that you loathe doing. Then what I do with that, I take it another step further, is I sit down with my team, 
operations, marketing. And I say, listen, these are all the things I love doing in the business that are moving our business ahead. And these are the things I just don't love doing. And then our team actually volunteers and says, well, I, I like doing that. Because remember, even though you there's things that you hate doing at work, you don't speak for everybody. So there are people that love Excel spreadsheets. There are people that love writing copy. There are people that love doing sales. There are people that love getting in front of the camera. And if you don't like those things, maybe not, maybe you like one of those things, but not all of those things, you do what you, you can do what you love, provided it's a very, you know, needle moving activity. And you can hire people or find people on your team who love doing the thing you don't like. They do it better than you. They like doing it, saves you so much time and energy. And it's really, really important. Then you go into the AD formula. You take a look at everything that you can automate, delegate, and eliminate in your day. Because what we need to be doing is taking your 60-hour work week and compressing it. Because there are people who do some of the things that you're doing, and they do them better than you. Better than you. And by you doing it yourself, you're holding the company back because you don't have the right person in the right bus or right person on this bus in the right seat doing the thing that you dislike. And they can do it better than you. You can't do everything perfectly. So you need to be giving other people who are better than you at that thing the opportunity to do it. And then you delegate. And so you, you automate, delegate, and eliminate. And there's a lot of things that can be eliminated from almost every position. Everybody in your team should figure out what should I stop doing? And a lot of it's in personal behavior. I should stop going on Instagram too much. I should stop, you know, I should block my time better. It's so, so on and so forth. But there's also projects that they're working on that should be eliminated. And I'm thinking right now, we have this one Facebook funnel and I, you know, we're very optimistic and it's like, ah, maybe it's going to work. And it's like, no, we just got to stop doing it. So I have, I have a meeting pretty soon. Oh, days of the dog. She's having her, she's having her uh, words here. Daisy, you need to stop barking. So we're going to have a meeting later on and I'm going to cut that funnel because we can't be doing that funnel. Now, after we've done the year interview and done those personal things, then what we're going to do is we're going to look ahead. And well, actually, we're going to continue a little bit of review. So we need a 12-month money review. So we're going to go through the a monthly uh, revenue. So, so as a CEO, one of your skill sets needs to be understanding money. I have a client who runs nearly a seven-figure business in the driving school industry, and he doesn't look at his numbers because he's scared. He, I know you're probably thinking that's insane. He's scared. He's scared of of that he's not going to be making as much money as he thinks he is. He's like, ah, oh, there's always money in the bank, so it's fine. That's a horrible way to run a business. You can't be like that. And sure enough, we looked and there's so many areas that he's bleeding so much money. Now, the good thing is by beating down the PNL, by going through and looking at monthly expenses, um, all, those, all those recurring revenue charges that you have for all the softwares out there, we were able to save him $6,000 per month, per month in expenses which took his business from actually barely making any money to being a six-figure profitable business. So you need to be doing your month, uh, your money reviews. So go back and look at your expenses over the year. You should be doing this on a much more frequent basis. So I look at our P&Ls every month. Our, our business is so basic, right? It's coaching, it's, it's um, information products. We have daily KPIs and we have a spreadsheet for, for our Facebook ad spend and, and our sales leads and analysis and, and closing rates and all that stuff. So I look at that stuff on a regular basis uh, daily during the week. And then our P&L just once a month because it's just a very simple business. 
Now, you may need to look at it more frequently depending on the business you're in. Then we also do 12-month uh, money estimations for the next year. So, all right, here's what we made last month, last year per month. Let's look ahead and then look at what do we expect to make in each one of these months? You know, are we generate if we're generating more leads and if we're improving our sales team and we're doing that, then we should make more money in these months. And here's what we estimate. Just give a good estimation. And then we can build a 12-month marketing plan to increase the estimations. Now, what we do is we focus on our strengths. We don't try to try and strengthen our weaknesses. So um, I have a lot of clients who get hung up on I uh, need to make this much every single week. We don't need to make the same amount of money every single week. If you're in a business that runs promotions, if you're in a business that has clear slow seasons, don't get hung up on that. Use slow seasons to improve the skill set of your company and then focus on how can you get 25% more revenue in your strongest months where, you know, if your strongest month is a million dollars, let's get it up to 1.25 million rather than, oh, you know, in the summertime, we have a huge lull. It drops down to 500,000. Well, you're not going to get up that up to a million dollars or $750,000. You're better off putting skill training in there or giving people vacations or whatever it is so that you can have those really great months. So we, we think differently there. Then we go into team review. These three questions, if you ask these three questions with your executive team as a CEO, they're going to be huge for you. So you go through every team member, would I enthusiastically rehire them? Yes or no? If the answer is no, then is a matter of skill or commitment. And then what's the number one seat to upgrade on our bus, our cute little bus in the next 90 days? And if you have strong answers for that, you can get real great clarity on your team where you need to improve. Now, I could spend hours talking on this. And with my clients, we probably spend about 30 minutes in our planning sessions going through that, it's very, very important because again, you're not going to do this all yourself. You need the team to be at its highest performing level. Then we go into the meetings for millionaires. So early to rise style, this is from my foreign business partner, Matt Smith, who um, you know was with early to rise and, and me, he helped me buy it from Mark Ford in 2011. He stayed for over 10 years. He moved on to some other exciting projects. And Matt brought this meeting style that we teach in our management rhythms blueprint program. So if you're looking for like the breakdown of how each one of these goes and the worksheets go with them, you want to go to early to rise uh, etruniversity.com and get the management rhythms blueprint program. Otherwise, just a quick overview. We do one-on-one -on -one goal set and review sessions with key employees. We do a weekly alignment meeting. That's one of the most important uh, for people to start with because your team doesn't know the vision. They're not aligned on what's doing. They don't know what the other departments are doing. The weekly alignment is key. It's probably like, if you go that 80-20, it's going to give you 80% of the results uh, right away. We have different marketing meetings. So we have daily uh, war room meetings, which you know we go through um, data on our Facebook ads. We also have a weekly creative meeting where we bring Facebook ads. So that's the one where we're going to kill the Facebook ad today, um, but come up with about five or six new ones. Then we have sales role play and review meetings. So we have daily huddles with our sales team. And then we have a weekly sales meeting where we go through a role play uh, and we review the last week's calls and, and the upcoming calls. You may need to implement daily huddles depending on your business. If you're a supplement company with a huge amount of inventory going in and out, then yeah, you guys are going to need to meet daily in your operations. We do quarterly planning and annual planning. This is my favorite stuff. I just introduced a new coaching program where we I meet, um, I don't meet the once or twice a month with our uh, with the clients, but I, I meet four times per year with you. It's a much lower price and investment, but it gives you amazing quarterly planning and annual planning and accountability. So if you're interested in that, then hit me up on Instagram at Real Craig Valentine.
And then uh, I do like the entrepreneurial operating system, the books from Gina Wickman, Traction, uh, Rocket Fuel, and they have the level 10 meetings. And I really love their idea of having like really high conflict, like the more conflict that's in a meeting off the Bedros uses EOS. And he says, the more conflict they have in a meeting, the better the meeting is more conflict you know, healthy conflict, the better the meeting is because it resolves problems. So I like that. And then scaling up from Vern Harnish, they have a hack that I that we've adopted, which is the two-minute talk rule. So if you are discussing a very important topic with, the, like, let's say you're having a, a sales team meeting and it's a very important, you know, big idea that you're talking about with the sales team. You will have some people on the sales team. Everybody's extroverted, right? Uh, Everybody's going to talk, but you might have people that are more reserved and they won't have their input. So when you're going around talking about a very important concept, everyone gets two minutes to talk. And we've had some really great breakthroughs, especially when we have our um, weekly alignment meetings, we get really great breakthroughs from our customer service because they're dealing with a high volume of customers on a regular basis. And they hear different stuff than the marketing people who are just going and studying other companies, Facebook ads in most cases. So two minute talk rule is huge. So that is something you should apply. Now, how the heck do you build a seven figure business in 35 hours a week? Well, I think it's this 10 hours per week of morning magic time. So five days per week for two hours, you should be working on your number one task in morning magic time. That's a time of day when you have three times more creative creativity, energy, and productivity, and you have the greatest discipline, willpower, and intention. Then you have five hours of further creation throughout the week. So whether you're creating sales pages, whether you're creating um, video scripts, whether you're creating new products, whatever it is, five hours of mentoring through the meeting, uh, through through helping other team members at a higher level, five hours of meeting time and five hours of communication, like email, et cetera. Uh, the, the creation could also be filming videos. So with the five hours of meetings, you're looking at one hour for the weekly alignment, maybe one hour for the sales, one hour for marketing. And then you have four 30 minute one-on-one meetings. And as a CEO, that would be your your five hours of meetings, and then in those one on one meetings with your GS and R, with, with your um, you know your marketing director, they're going to be telling you about what's going on with the marketing team. Okay, plus you're going to be in that weekly marketing meeting. So that's that's the way that we approach it. The time pillars that you're going to need as a CEO are covered in my perfect week formula book. So if you don't have that, go to craigballantine.com forward slash free books, and you're going to be looking at blocking your time, protecting your time boundaries in your day, preparing for the morning magic time, and then getting the accountability from your coach. And that is a rough and fast overview of the CEO mastery. So, you know, this is everything that I took Charlie through when we were bringing him, onboarding him in program. And again, he was doing seven figures, but he couldn't walk away from the business. Okay. He definitely could not walk away from the business for four weeks. He's almost at that point right now. And now he owns a business. He doesn't own a job. He's no longer doing it all himself. And he's absolutely crushing it again. Here are his results that in 60 days of working with him, it's been months now. And so he's scaled up even higher. He, we gave him the systems, the structure, and leadership skills to scale. And he has much less stress. So if you're interested in something like that, then hit me up on Instagram at Real Craig Valentine or drop a comment down below or email me at Craig at CraigValentine.com. This has been a lot of fun. And I know I unpacked a lot in a short amount of time, but that's what uh, these are for. So hit me up and let me know how this is going for you. And if you want that Management Rhythms Blueprint program, you can go to etruniversity.com to get that. 
So that's early to rise radio. And uh, let me know what you thought about that in the comments below. If you're watching on YouTube, otherwise hit me up on Instagram and we will talk to you, Mr. And Mrs. CEO seven figures with all your skill sets very soon. Mm -hmm.